Hey everybody, how are you? Yay! Man, Coach here, talking to you from uh, COVID sickbed. Been fighting it for uh, over seven days now. Doing okay. I, I'll, I'll get through it, but I can't imagine what it would have been like had we not been vaccinated. Hey, you know, uh, this week's topic, this week's topic is uh, one that's kind of a, I don't know, it's a little vague, I guess, you might want to call it, but it's something to, to look into, something that you can set a bar at, lower the bar, but hopefully raise the bar. Uh, to me, you know, success is a kind of subjective type of topic, especially when delving into the idea of landscape fanciness, landscape gooch, landscape success. It is all kind of in the eye of the, the beholder, the beholder or the creator and the maintainer. But in my mind's eye, is there varying degrees of success that can be measurable? I, I would happen to say yes, sure. There would be. I can remember what I thought was successful at my very first house many decades ago. I would look at now and go, well, there's room for improvement here. But then, oh my God, I had created, uh, I had created a small Taj Mahal in my early, uh, early 20s, being a new homeowner. So this week, let's take a look, shall we? Warning though, it may make you feel good about what you have or what you have done. And then again, maybe not. It's kind of a reflective thing but this is all in the eyes of education and improvement. So let's launch. Hey, I'm Matt, you can call me coach. Every Friday I bring with me landscape DIY education, concepts and theories, ideas and solutions, so you guys can go out and tackle a landscape project yourself, get professional results, save a whole lot of money in the process, and in this day and age, be a lot more self-reliant. Man, after a 20 plus year career in the green industry, I'm bringing with me a lot of knowledge and experience that I wanna share with you guys, the new, modern, educated, self-reliant homeowner of today. So let's get started. And as we do, let's clarify a few terms first before we march ahead long into today's discussion, shall we? Let's talk about terms such as subjectivity, Okay, uh, the quality of being based on or influenced by personal feelings, tastes or opinions. Then there's the term objectivity, you know, which is kind of more of a looking at things through a more objective eye, so to speak. I don't know, you can look up a Webster's definition. And then there's the term success. I mean, success is uh, a lot of things to a lot of people. I mean, if you think about a dictionary version, maybe the accomplishment of an aim or purpose, the attainment of popularity or profit, getting rich or whatever, maybe an outcome of an undertaking. That's a little closer to landscaping. Outcome of an undertaking specified as achieving or failing to achieve its aims. So you can either have success or you can have something less than success. I think when it comes to success and subjectivity, when it comes to landscape itself, I've been fortunate to have had mentors in my life that pointed out things along my life's path that are successful. Now, in one part of my life, one career choice that I made, I, it took a long time to really understand that I was successful. I did a great job at the job that I had at that time. But when it came to promotional success, that, uh, shoot, what's the name of it? Maslow's theory of success. I was not successful. I couldn't play the game 
wasn't very politically correct when I needed to be. And for that, I failed. And I failed because of other reasons, but the job that I did was paramount. I did things that nobody else in that company ever had done. I just was never recognized for it, period. So when you talk about successes, either when you're talking about my personal life or professional life, I've been a success. I would have to say so. And I think the landscapes that I've had have been successful and I have received, man, your yard sure looks good type of accolades. So yeah, I think for the, the means and the resources that I've ever had in my life, I would have to say that my landscapes were successful and I, they always put their best foot forward. But I firmly believe that approaching a landscape either to renovate, to maintain it or modernize it and doing it in such a way that results in a positive goal, positive goal, that there's, there's something that you can extrapolate from that as a success, it is. It, it is a success, period. Even if it starts out really dinky, like you move into a house that, God, it really needs a facelift, but it's what you could afford. So you put together a color bowl or something and you, you put it at your front door to spruce it up, that's a success. It's a small baby step in the right direction. And as your confidence grows, so shall your successes grow in various size and values. Doing it on your own results in even more success. Value to what you guys have created yourself under your own steam, under your own power. Who you've involved, especially, who you have involved in this endeavor. The example you've set because you have done it and the lessons that you've taught along this little journey. Plus, more than anything, is the time-tested appearance of your own work that is so rewarding, as opposed to having others just come in, have coach come in and blast in a new yard for you from between Monday and Friday, and you got a new yard for the barbecue on Saturday, but will you value it as much? Perhaps. My experience has been that people do not. They write a check, and that's where the value kind of stops after the honeymoon is over. The sliding scale on which success is judged is often through the eye of a critic, not necessarily you, although you can be your harshest critic, but you know, maybe drivers by of your, your home and your yard, passers by on a bike, neighbors out walking the dog, a city or county official that comes a knocking because maybe your success is starting to slip by the wayside really bad. And finally, like I said, you. You who can more often than be the harshest critic of all. But that's okay too, because sometimes it takes that, God damn, I need to get my crap together and I need to get this place cleaned up. I don't live like this, blah, blah, blah. I have a very good friend and I've shared this with you here on the channel and over on YouTube as well. Really, uh, took a really emotional pounding last fall. And I know darn well that uh, that pounding came out in the way he, uh, he lived for a little while. He's a strong, strong man, strong man. And he's just now getting back on his feet. And it's been months, months and months and months. And he is a, he's a harsh critic of himself. 
just kind of like I am. That has always been the category I have always fallen into. You know, like I said, even with some, boy, Matt, your, uh, your yard sure looks good. I always thought things could be a little bit better, but you know, I didn't have big checkbook. Never, never had a big checkbook. So I wasn't able to go super gooch and, you know, the finest of the fines. Nope. I had to, I had to make it look nice with what I had. Now, for instances, you know, I'm always good at those. Many folks are satisfied with getting out there and telling a 10 year old to rake up a pile of leaves in the fall. But then the pile of leaves just stay there all winter long and they dry out, you know, maybe early next summer and people strike a match to them and burn them. And then the process starts all over again. Still others think more along the line of, I'm going to go out and help and teach the 10 year old to rake those leaves, adding them to a compost pile in the backyard, teaching and watching that decomposition process and later reintroducing that nutrient rich makings back into the veggie beds, perennial beds, you know, for natural fertilizer and mulching layers. So you can see the degree of success over just a simple little chore. What, what, what can you be teaching? What can you be doing beyond just the raking of a leaf pile? So in that case, that would be their def definition of success. I not only cleaned up my yard, but then I took the, the organic matter and I, over time and creation, I created a real nutrient rich compost that I could incorporate back into other planting areas of the yard and I didn't have to go out and buy anything. Now we all have seen those that consider their landscape a success because they mowed weeds last month and everybody just kind of shakes their head going, why don't they do just a little bit more to that place? You know, others look at landscape success because they mow their lawn two and three times a week. They fertilize twice a month and edge by hand so that every blade of grass is just so. This was my first neighbor at my very first house. This was Mr. Tom Jones and he had the, the old push reel mowers. Yep. That's how he mowed and he did it three times a week and he used liquid fertilizer twice a month and he was on his hands and knees edging probably once a week, maybe twice a week, depending on the season. And I never got to that Tom Jones level, but I was a once a weeker taking care of the, the yard. And I've told you countless times how I would go out every single day at Weed Patch Ranch and have a pruning share on my hip. And I did little nips and tucks and cleanups and weeds and rakes and whatever needed to be done. So in a way, I guess I was kind of Tom Jonesy, but uh, not to that fanatical end, but hey, I'd be very curious to know about you, where you reside on the sliding scale of landscape success. How do you view your place? How do you view you as the caretaker of? Be really curious. It's not for public consumption necessary and it's anonymous anyway, so throw it out there. You know, many kind of judge their own landscape success by the judgment of others. The folks in your circle of influence or the neighborhood that always have an opinion to give or critic to point out what you should or should not be doing. Now, some people take great offense to neighbors, but not all, 
you know, sometimes it's, it's nice to have a fresh set of eyes that point something out that maybe you don't see because it's right in front of your face every day and you can't see the forest through the trees. But I have had the pleasure of serving hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of folks over the years who wanted to know all the little things to do to keep their new landscape investment as nice as when I had installed it. And those people were really fun to work for. They really were. Yet there were just as many who never really showed interest in the maintenance side and the care side of their $35,000 investment. These landscapes, these landscapes sadly always declined within a year or two after the investment was made. Sad, it really was, it was really sad. There were several projects that I can remember. These people were just as proud as proud could be with their brand new landscape. And they, you know, puffed their chest out and would talk with the, the new neighbors and the new friends in the neighborhood. They would go, wow, we, boy, you guys really have something nice there now. But as a major league side note, something that, uh, an observation that I have seen is those folks who I taught who I watched create a landscape on their own with some of my guidance, many of them, certainly well over 50%, probably closer to 75%, I saw that these landscapes were, how should I say it, were maintained at such a higher level on a regular basis. Their creation, their creation was something that was kind of awe-inspiring to watch, a, a real human interest type of thing. I think because as human beings, if we create something and we are successful at doing it, that we place a much higher value on it. And they placed value on their own hard work, the sore muscles as a result, the little cuts and strains and the, and the whole journey from start to finish and the education they learned and the small education that they have dispensed on the smaller eyes that watch them do this. There's a value there. There really is. So success for many is somewhere, shall we say, in the middle there. I mean, it's not like you're not that house on the block, but then again, you're not, you know, the Smiths down the street that have the best of the best and the, the four fancy cars and blah, blah, blah. I think that most people, they don't have the fanciest yard in the neighborhood, but rather a yard or landscape that is, it's well-kept maybe personally well-kept or professionally well-kept. It's neat and orderly with obvious signs of regular attention. You know, the, the house shows signs of regular attention just as the landscape does. You know something? There really is nothing wrong with that in any way, shape or form. Everybody's landscape is not going to look like the front cover of Architectural Digest or Sunset Magazine. Then there is a sector of society that see no value in maintaining what they have. They see value in other things. Maybe it's, uh, you know, the six foot diagonal TV that hangs in the living room. Uh, maybe it's their vehicles. You know, their, their house is falling apart. You can't see the front door through the landscape, but they have a car that runs like a freaking top. And that's where their priority is. Or in some more minority cases, maybe they just don't have any priorities at all period. I don't know if that is a learned or a taught trait. I don't know. Or if that is something that evolves through just a 
series of sequential bad habits over a long period of time. It's sad to see when it does come into a neighborhood. I saw it one time where uh, a death in the family caused really nice neighbors of mine. They had to relocate. Uh, the husband died. Uh, the wife was elderly and she had to relocate to kid's house. And they had always maintained the place really nice. And then the place was sold and new people moved in. And the new people turned that place into a shithole. They really did. It was, it was sad to watch the destruction of that home where we suddenly had cars parked on the lawn that Paul took such, such good care of. It really was. I can remember when Meister and I got Wee Patch Ranch. We bought that house. We bought that house in the neighborhood. And I saw a lot of potential. We saw some financial investment that was um, positive. And I also saw about two years, two years and then some, to give me that feeling of landscape success. And we were no longer that house on the block, not in any way, shape or form. In hindsight, was it worth it? Tens upon tens upon tens of thousands of dollars bumped into that place? Mm, maybe. The way Maestro and I lived with the rental house out front and it helped us financially, the improvements helped us sell it when the time came. And I guess we were, we were very happy with the surroundings. I love the sustainable landscape that I, I did put in. So yeah, yeah, I guess it was worth it for that phase of our lives. Would I do it again? Would I do that much again? I don't know. Only if, only if the circumstances were so obvious that I knew the return on investment would make it impossible to pass up. Yeah, perhaps, maybe I would, but for the most part, no. I think that chapter of heavy duty, huge two acres of landscape is in my rearview mirror. My version of landscape success now is smaller is better. Sustainable, harvestable landscapes is a must in my book and automaticity and is low a maintenance and still achieve said success is mandatory. That will be my personal recipe for landscape success. It really will be. Again, I would love to hear from you and know what your landscape success definition is. Everybody's will be a little different, right? But I'm curious. I really am. It's anonymous. So just drop a note. I will be back over on the YouTube channel as soon as I can get rid of this damn COVID thing. I cannot imagine how sick Maestro and I would be had we not been vaccinated. And you know, we came down with it, came down with it the week we were supposed to get our booster. <laughs> Shit. If I ever, re if I ever run into Murphy, I'm going to punch him right in the face. I really will. Well, if you guys are part of the Yard Coach crew, you know by now that from the newsletter, why there was no YouTube channel for last week. Now you know. And hence, there will be no YouTube video this week, but we will make it up to you. We promise that. We'll get back on track. Right now, that just requires way too much energy. Way too much. Plus, Maestro, you know, that woman, the wind beneath my wings in all that I do is down as well. So, no Maestro, no video, period. Our health is way more important. Guys, that's what I have for you this week on this week's podcast. Thanks for sticking with me. Hope my voice doesn't sound too way out in left field. I will talk to you all soon. And as always, to your landscape success. 
You guys take care. Thank you for listening to the Yard Coach Podcast. Don't forget to head over to the website at youryardcoach.com where you will find more DIY landscape education, including the free 15-step DIY landscape checklist, Coach Matt's ebook called Landscaping Simplified, and the flagship digital course, Homescape 1.0. As always, if you have any questions or comments, you can email Coach Matt directly at youryardcoach at gmail.com. We'll see you right here next week.